Welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I'm Ryan Sanderson, and I'll be your host on this journey through the world of Alberta barbecue and beyond. Welcome to another episode of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. Welcome back. Thrilled to have you with me. This is episode five, and before we go any further, I need to mention a quick correction. Uh, Last week in the opening, I was talking about the prime rib we cooked uh, that came from Mitchell Bros Beef, and I referred to their cattle as grain-fed and grain-finished, and I couldn't be further from the uh, truth on that. All of the cattle at Mitchell Brothers Beef are grass-fed and grass-finished. No grain in the diet. They're totally grass-fed, grass-finished. And actually, this past weekend, we had the opportunity on Sunday, as part of Alberta's Open Farm Days, uh, took the family down to uh, southern Alberta and visited Flint Rock Ranch, which is the home of Mitchell Bros Beef. Uh, met the Mitchell family, wonderful people. Uh, Bet and Phil and the four boys were there, as well as uh, other extended family, Frank the dog, and uh, just had a wonderful little visit out there. What an incredibly beautiful spot uh, down uh, right in the foothills. Great views of the mountains, although it was so darn smoky this weekend. Couldn't see the views as well as uh, you normally would be able to. Uh, but had a uh, had a bite to eat there. Chef Barb was on hand, cooking up some burgers. Um, had a little walking tour of the ranch and the pasture area. Learned a lot about the operation there, how they raise and treat the animals, and how they care about the land. So what a, a wonderful operation, and you will be hearing them on an upcoming po- podcast, but please check them out at www.mitchellbrosbeef. Uh, wonderful family operation, Uh, putting out a great, great Alberta beef product. Also this weekend, on Saturday evening, my wife and I uh, did something a little different. Uh, Walk the YYC, home of Calgary's only free walking tours, and we did on Saturday evening their Haunted Cowtown tour. Uh, Took us through downtown at Calgary and Inglewood, checking out some of Calgary's... uh, reportedly most haunted places and it was a real interesting evening uh been living here 22 23 years and got to see some things and learn some stuff about our city that uh we did not know so big thanks to brian from walk the yyc for a wonderful tour and please check them out all of their contact info will be in the show notes and they do also offer a paid tour and it is calgary's uh, craft beer and barbecue tour and i will be uh checking that out very soon sunday after our visit down to flint rock ranch on the way back to calgary stopped in at big sky barbecue pit in oak tokes and of course Big Sky is part of the Alberta Barbecue Trail. Check it out at www.albertabarbecuetrail.ca. On Twitter at barbecue underscore trail. Instagram, Alberta Barbecue Trail. And that's Alberta BBQ Trail. And of course, the restaurants that are part of the Barbecue Trail are Big Sky and Okotoks. In Calgary, we have Bell Southern Kitchen and Bar, Big T's Barbecue and Smokehouse, Patty's Barbecue and Brewery, and Rocky Mountain Barbecue Catering. And then up in old uh, Rocky Mountain House, we've got Old Smokey's Barbecue Shack. Um, please check out the Barbecue Trail. Some exciting things coming soon with that, uh, promotions and giveaways. Now to get into this week's episode, featuring a 
participant in the Alberta Barbecue Trail, we have my chat with Chef Aaron from Bell Southern Kitchen and Bar. So let's not delay any further and get right into that. All right, folks, we are back with another episode of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. And today I'm here in Calgary down in the Mission area, and I'm sitting with Chef Aaron from Bell Southern Kitchen and Barbecue. Is that correct? Absolutely. Did I get the name right? <laughs> uh, Aaron, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Uh, this is a great area you're in here, the Mission area. We were just chatting a little bit about the the number of restaurants in the area. Boy, that's beautiful. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful uh, part of the city. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, I've uh, lived in Calgary 22 plus years, and as I've gotten older, it's probably been close to 20 since I've spent any amount of time down in this area. Oh, yeah, it changes. Uh, it's, it's still kind of very active, lots of foot traffic. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. It's changed a lot in the last 20 years. I'm sure it has, yeah. when I, I used to live about four blocks away from here. Okay. And uh, that was got to be 10, 12 years ago, and like half of the buildings on the street are different now. But okay. the other half are exactly the same. A lot of them are the same restaurants, too, that have done really well. So still, good. Yeah. still a very vibrant uh, entertainment type of area. Oh, very much so, entertainment. yeah. Uh, great spot. And one thing I uh, noticed, uh, you, you have parking. Yeah, that's a very rare, very rare uh, occurrence on 4th Street is that we actually have a parking lot. Yeah. We yeah. share it with the bank next door, but those cars are always coming and going. Yeah. So there's always lots of room for people to come down and, and check it out. No, you don't have to worry about taking transit or walking 15 blocks. That's very yeah, I plug the meter a block down and I walk over, oh, they got parking. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Well, now you know for next time. Yeah, exactly. So uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the restaurant's history. Tell me about Bell. And well, we opened uh, in December last year, December 1st last year. So we're about seven months now, seven right. and a bit. And uh, it's been a steady upward climb. We found that, you know, there is really a uh, an audience for the for the type of product that we offer here. Yeah. Um, when you know we're not we're not Smokehouse, we're not Bell Smokehouse, right? We're Bell Southern Kitchen and Bar. And the reason behind that is we wanted we we tried to take a lot of different aspects from a lot of different styles of cuisine. You know, the uh, it wasn't just you know, <laughs> like. When you think about those southern barbecue restaurants, you know, it's kind of like the angry guy behind the counter who's saying, you know, you have the chalkboard behind him that has two things on it, and you're yeah. like, you know, okay, what do you want? Oh, I'll have that thing. Oh, we're out of that. You know, have this other thing. Okay, yeah. well, I guess I'm having that. You know, yeah. we didn't want to end up being, trying to be something that we couldn't be really, really great at. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't trying to be perfect, but we wanted to be great. So the, the smokehouse concept is still a, is, is one of the cornerstones of our business. Right, having our smoker doing a great brisket, doing smoked ribs, doing you know um, even our smoked wedge fries. Right. You know the the smoker is a big part of our program and a big part of our product. But it's just one of the four corners of what you know what, what makes up our brand, what yeah. makes up what we're about. You know our food, we want it to be uh, approachable, comfortable. Um, it's not pretentious in any way. It's real food, but it's but there's a lot of work and uh, research and effort that goes into it mm-hmm. you know it's not like we're we're not one of we're not a barbecue place where we put all of our focus and energy into one or two items right you know we try to put that same focus and energy into all 40 items that we have absolutely it gives you that gives you a bit of flexibility right to yeah. try some different things to try different things but it also gives us it, it makes us uh, appeal to a, a broader audience absolutely. you know yeah. we <laughs> when we first opened up we had a lot of comments about not having um, any vegetarian items on the menu. We were going, well, we're a southern smokehouse, yeah. you know, we're a southern, <laughs> southern kitchen. It's yeah. not exactly, vegan isn't exactly our, 
you know what, what we look for mm -hmm. but then so with a little bit of time and a little bit of work we ended up doing because we have an immersion circulator um, we have all the equipment anything that you can imagine for a professional kitchen you know we have the smoker we have the mixers we have the Vitamix we have the Robocoo we have all of our you know standard equipment that we use but the immersion circulator is the is a very cool chef toy. I don't know what that is. Tell so me. an immersion circulator is when you're cooking. You use an immersion circulator. That's the tool to um, cook in a hot water bath. Oh, so like sous vide. Yes, exactly. Okay. That's how you do sous vide. Is with okay, immersion no, circulator. So no. our duck wings that we offer are sous vide. But the thing that we came up with was using our, our circulator. I should just say sous vide. I don't know why I keep saying circulator. Um, was the cauliflower steak. So we uh, cut a big center cut piece of cauliflower right. and then we came up with a house rub that we're making. So it's got a really strong barbecue flavor to it. Still completely right. vegan. Yeah. And then um, and we air seal them. We add a little bit of olive oil and some cold pressed canola because they need it needs fat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everything needs fat. That's where usually your flavor comes from, but yeah. you know, there's no fat in cauliflower. Yeah, so. so then we uh, put it into our circulator and we cook it for two hours um, and then we ice cool it. And then when we get an order for it, since it's already in that air sealed bag, right? We can actually keep it in the cooler for right. two, three weeks. Well, we've never had them in there any longer than that, but I imagine yep. the timeline could be 90 days. Sure. Um, we would never let them sit there that long. And we go through them too quickly. Yeah. You know, it's been a happy, happy surprise. That yeah, it's awesome. actually worked out. Yeah. But so then we just put it onto the charboiler, grill it, get some nice hash marks on it, finish in our oven, and then we serve it with a uh, cashew vegan ramelot. Nice. So like a really pimpin' French-style yeah. tartar sauce where yeah. instead of making it mayonnaise-based, we do a um, cashew butter, you know, um, yeah. heat up cashews and then blend them, yeah. and that's the base for the, for the sauce. And, nice. and like people love it, and now it just adds another dynamic to our program where we're not just about brisket and ribs and chicken. Right, yeah. we're we're so much more than that. Yeah, you need to have offerings for everybody, right? Yeah, we we want you know I don't want it to. I always worry that that we try to we compromise what we're really good at because we're trying to put a lot of effort into appealing to the minority when really the majority is what we're worried about. But I've, I've completely changed my opinion on it now. Having those things there for that minority just brings more people down. You know, hey, should we go to Bell tonight? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Carol's uh, vegan. Oh, don't worry. They got stuff for her too, right? Okay, bring her on down. Something right? for Carol. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no offense to any Carol's. Oh, absolutely. Uh, tell me about your, what are you smoking on here? What, uh, what kind of a smoke equipment have we got here? Well, we use a Southern Pride smoker. Southern Pride. We got a, a really big one in the back. Um, and for the most part, we use cherry wood and apple wood. Cherry and apple. Yeah, that's, uh, it's pretty safe and we find that the flavor is, is dynamite on our small smoker on our little Traeger that we got the yep. pink pig that we park out front yep. uh, we've used uh, oak mesquite apple cherry peach um, I tried doing some stuff with birch uh, mostly because you get a really big smoke okay. off of it but it actually the flavor isn't very good um, so I tried supplementing that with some of the fruit right. and I found I had a really, really good uh, results with that. But yeah. for the most part, it's all, it's apple and cherry and the, and yeah. the hard fruit woods for us. Seem, seem to be the easiest to find around here. It's yeah. Like, and they're the, you know what, like, you don't want to have, uh, you don't want to be spending so much money on, on, bringing on something. Yeah. I'm bringing something in that's not, and it's accessible, right? Yeah. We can get it out of the Okanagan. It's all exactly. over Southern Alberta, Southern British Columbia. Right. Yeah, so with the pellets you get a little more. You can get the variety a lot easier. Yeah, right? I, but you know the pellets. You know, <laughs> I, every time that I load that thing, I'm like, ah, oh, there goes another twenty bucks. Yeah. Another, but yeah. you know what? It's it's worth it because the yeah. the food, what you get out of it, like, yeah. it's amazing. It's uh, the the different flavors is, is 
it's it, it's yeah. limitless yeah right and and how you can how you can then play with it afterwards right yeah. with the sauces or with vinaigrettes or mm-hmm. you know if it needs more citrus needs more acid there's there's a ton of things you can do there's it's limitless yeah uh, so you, you were, we were talking before and what the uh, the Traeger you're doing suckling pig right now it's kind of a right now yeah right now we're doing suckling pig so yeah. we uh, we always have a smoke of the week yeah. up on our up on our chalkboards yeah. and um, and for the last little while we've been doing suckling pigs just because we found a supplier that, nice. well not just because we found but we but, we're fortunate enough to find a supplier that we that we have a really good relationship with yeah. and we're managing to get a, a suckling pig every week nice and uh they're actually cutting them right right in half for me now so i don't have to butcher them down myself Perfect. but then i can get a half a pig just fits on the traeger yeah just fits on the little one yeah and then uh and it's the meat is so good yeah that's, right because they're babies they've only ever been on mama's tit right yeah, so yeah. they've never eaten anything else so the the meat is like milky and nice. creamy yeah. and so good and all i've been doing is uh a little bit of our house mustard and salt and pepper that's all it takes and then the yeah. smoke just there yeah. and just adjusting your temperature as you go when you want yeah. more smoke when you want less yeah. because like that was the um you know that's part of it too the meat i'm sure you know this yeah. uh, the, whatever it is that you're smoking you know it'll only take the smoke for so, so long once yeah. it yeah once you get past a, a certain temperature with different cuts yeah. you know you're just, you're just developing yeah you're just developing your bark after that yeah. making it darker and darker yeah but to get that really nice smoke ring um, you know, it all, all depends on what you're cooking. Yeah, the uh, doing a, a whole pig is on my uh, my list. I've got a. I, I'm hoping that you know, in a couple of years, if bell keeps growing the way it does, that I'll have a barbecue. Get the bigger pit. one. Yeah, yeah, that we'll have a pit out there nice, somewhere. Yeah. But that's yeah, uh, yeah. that's on my wish list. But the we'll old, see if, the whole hog. Br- br- oh, that, how cool would that be? Yeah, People absolutely. driving down the street, oh, you yeah. got a, you got a pig rolling out there all yeah. the time. That would just be that would be the coolest. Yeah, I've got a Oklahoma Joe Highland at home. My offset. Nice. So doing a little uh, a pig is on my bucket list. Yeah, it's. Just, yeah. that's uh <laughs> that's one of the things too people keep forgetting well how, how hard is it well it's actually really not that hard you yeah. know the biggest part with smoking is you know you got to be patient you got to let you got to let it happen let it happen yeah. right it's got to be low and slow like uh like i was saying to you before you know um, some of my favorite dishes and my favorite ways of cooking is always low and slow you know something braised. like i love stews i love anything braised yeah. you know <laughs> anything where i'm sticking it in the oven for Six hours yeah. and the temperature is just just so it's yeah. you know barely above the danger zone you know yeah, like that's safe, yeah. I love that and uh, and barbecues not that far away you got to yeah. be patient you know you got to keep the door closed keep the lid shut you yeah. got to wait for it to, you got to wait for it to happen yeah and it's just you know temperature time yeah my last big cook was a pork butt about a month and a half ago and that was you know sixteen hours yeah on a small yeah that'll my, take a while yeah, overnight and yeah sat in my backyard and. Just be patient. Yeah, yeah. That's the process. I like. That's what I like about it. So everybody wonders why. You know, how did they end up getting so drunk while they were doing? Because you're just sitting there waiting. For, yeah. you know, what else are you gonna do? Just sitting there waiting. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about the menu here. What uh, other than the, those smoke of the well, week? Well, we do. Um, actually, we we have a pretty uh, a broad program. We offer a picnic lunch, which is a really great deal. Yes. Uh, it's only fourteen bucks. We do uh, fresh house baked cookies every couple of days. Yeah. Um, Actually, one thing I'd like to say right at the start is uh, like 95.5% of our menu is built from scratch. Right. Awesome. Right? All of our sauces, all of our vinaigrettes, our baked beans, our soups, chowder, um, everything that we use. Everything. We, we don't buy food at Bell. We buy ingredients. Yeah, awesome. And then the product that we make here is unique to yeah. us. Right down to the barbecue sauces that we offer on the table. So yeah. every one of them made from scratch. Right here. Excellent. Um, but back to our menu, um, for lunchtime we do this uh, picnic lunch. Yep. So you get a sandwich where you can pick our Cajun chicken, some of our smoked brisket, or some uh, pulled pork. Mm-hmm. And it's actually our smoked St. Louis ribs. Okay. Because one of the one of the few problems with barbecue is 
what do you do with yesterday's barbecue? Right? Yep. What do you do with the stuff that was left over? Because you can't just be thrown in the bin, you'd be out of business right away. Yep. So a lot of the stuff on our menu is designed so that it feeds back into the menu. Reuse it. Somehow. Yes, yeah. So, the, but you can only reuse something once, yep. right? And so uh, so those, you know, yesterday's ribs will become the next Perfect. day's rib sandwich, awesome. right? And then uh, if we end up running out of it, great, then we'll just warm up more ribs. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, so you get the choice of those, you get to pick your sandwich, you get to pick from one of our dynamite sides. We do a, uh, a, a phenomenal beet salad with a lemon whip ricotta and some pumpkin seeds. We nice. do a blue cheese potato salad. Yeah. There's another option, we make a cauliflower coleslaw. That one's really good. I'm, I'm, yeah, I had that on the brisket sandwich and it just gives a nice crunch. And oh yeah, it's it's a, I've always hated coleslaw. Like, not hated it, I like it the, the 30 seconds or maybe one minute right after it's made, yeah, then, it's, uh, then it's awesome. But a minute after that, when yeah, it, it starts, starts breaking down and the vinegar and everything starts having that effect on the cabbage. Yeah. So I was looking for a heartier vegetable that could handle it. Yeah. And then I kind of went down this cauliflower road and also then the cauliflower steak developed yeah. out of that. So we Perfect, had a, yeah. you know, a cross utilization there. Yeah. Um, but it's a uh, it's really in the dressing. You know, yeah. we tried to get those flavors. You know, the the roasted toasted coriander, toasted fennel. You know, get those really great flavors yeah, in there. Quite nice. And it's still got that nice crunch, and we can we can make it in the morning, and it lasts all day. Yeah, all day, yeah. perfect. Right? Yeah, because that was part of the the part of the program. Like where you when you look at barbecue, and then you look at actually doing barbecue in a restaurant setting, in, in a business setting. You know, it wasn't just about like making great hush puppies, which ours are phenomenal. It wasn't just about making a great hush puppies, but it was yeah. also making a great batter that could sit in the fridge for 36 hours. Right. Right. That we could, that, so that we're not throwing it away every yeah. day. Yeah. Right. Because that was, that would be the death of the business. You know, mm-hmm. that was a really big part of the development of what we did. Yeah. Um, but some of the other things, so we have that awesome picnic lunch where you also can see you get the cookies, you get the side, you get the sandwich, soup. and you get some, and you get one of our, our soups. Yeah. Um, which is a, a southern sweet potato chowder, yeah. which as a chef is a uh, backwards incorrect term. Okay. But it, uh, <laughs> well, this is technically not a chowder. Okay. Um, but uh, it but it's good. actually it was good. Whatever you go. And you know what? That that thing's it's vegan. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Another we use option, the the yeah. creaminess. We use uh, coconut milk in it. You know, and it's all just roasted vegetables, mm-hmm. some some uh, great spices, ingredients, all yeah. properly done, and then. Uh, pureed and blended and it's it's delicious absolutely delicious and yeah, we serve that with some of our smoked tomato jam yeah. and um then as we roll into our happy hour hey there folks just a quick break from the action here to ask you to take a moment out of your day to visit our website at www.eatmorebarbecue.ca at the website you will find a uh, shop with our t-shirts and merchandise you'll find the ryan eats barbecue blog uh, Alberta barbecue listings and resources, uh, links to my podcast and YouTube channel, gallery with pictures of some of my cooks. Please take a minute, check it out, support our efforts to grow the Alberta barbecue culture. Now, back to the show. Tomato jam. Yeah. And um, then as we roll into our happy hour, so we do both a happy hour from 3 to 6 and then again from 9 to close. So most nights that's nine to eleven, and then on the weekends it's nine to one in the morning. And we right. do a whole bunch of five dollar plates. Awesome. So you get some of our great burn ends. We get some of our uh, duck wings, and then the other two specials we kind of change them up into you know new things that we want to try or or things that customers are asking for or you know one of my sous chefs coming in and goes yeah I have a great idea yeah. that might be a great idea let's run it as a feature and see if it is or not try right yeah yep, give it a try let's see what the feedback is awesome. and so uh, we have those five dollar plates on the weekends we do brunch from. Uh, 11 a.m. until 3 o'clock. That's where we serve chicken and waffles, frittata, 
Uh, we do a awesome eggs benedict with a uh, honey bourbon hollandaise. Um, what else? Oh, and we have a live music program. So every Friday and Saturday night, yeah. we always have live music in here. Excellent. It's not a really big room, so it's usually an acoustic jam. Yeah. But uh, we have some excellent musicians that come by. People excellent. really, really seem to dig it. Awesome. That sounds like a, quite the spot here. Yeah, it's there's always something happening. Yeah. We're and, well, uh, not much happening right now. We're no, 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 when yeah. you're talking, yeah. but yeah. yeah. We're in the we're in the, the lazy days of summer now. So. Yeah, and uh, you've got a rib special on now Thursday night. Oh it? yes, yes. Don't forget the rib special. Nice rack. That is our <laughs> that is our promotion. Yeah. So uh, it started about a month ago, yeah. and we wanted to do something, you know, to just kind of get more more traffic in the door, get people talking about it, and offer offer a tremendous deal to our customers. So we came up with our all you can eat rib program. Yeah. Uh, because our ribs are are dynamite. Um, we use St. Louis ribs instead of the baby back. So that's, I don't know, like if uh, for those listening, the baby back is a great cut, but St. Louis is definitely the better cut. A little meatier, your, yeah. It's a little meatier. Your, um, your lean to fat ratio is better. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I've found that they take, they take the smoke and hold up a lot better. Right. right? You get a much better play, uh, flavor profile. Awesome. So uh, for 25 bucks, you get all the ribs you can eat. Plus you get to try some of our dynamite homemade pickles and a big potato with some sour cream, chives, but then you can also add anything on sure. in our program. Yep. Everything, you know, everything is for sale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a heck of a deal. Oh, it is. Okay. It's, and, uh, yeah, we haven't had too many of the professional eaters show up yet, That's good. but I'm sure, uh, but I can't wait for them to show up and we'll see, yeah, we'll see, see how many, uh, uh, see who gets the meat sweats first. Awesome. Uh, so you kind of touched on it a little with just kind of a general Southern kitchen feel, but is there on the barbecue and is there a certain style of barbecue that you've been inspired by at all or I really you know when I um, when we were still in the development stage of the business and, uh, and it was about seven weeks that we did renovations and during that whole time frame I was working at one of our sister restaurants a couple of our sister restaurants and with some colleagues to make sure that we did the development but we were we were kind of waiting for our smoker to arrive so I was working with this little rinky dink jobby and, and um but I, I really found <laughs> there was actually three days where I just sat in my office and watched YouTube videos of rednecks cooking stuff. Yeah, you know, um, just to get those, seeing all the different styles. I mean, like we we take a little, we take a, a fair bit from Texas, but also like Louisiana, Georgia. Sure. You know, pretty much anywhere all over the South, we tried to really take a good look at what that, or what what not so much what they were about, but what was different between yeah. each one. Yeah. What were they doing differently? You know, and um, I really like with our brisket. We kind of, kind of went more with Texas. Okay. But we found with because we wanted to appeal to everyone. I didn't want to have just a bunch of three hundred fifty pound, three hundred fifty pound dudes sitting around in yeah. there, you know, crushing beef. Yeah. Um, we wanted the family to be able to come. We wanted people yeah. to be able to bring their 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 kids, you know, their grandparents, whatever. We wanted it to appeal to everybody, and we found that. When we were developing the menu, it was smoke this, smoke that, smoke that. It was like, holy cow, you know, we need some variety here. Mm-hmm. So we actually, with our brisket, we do, um, we, we, we trim it very lightly, just open up some windows into the meat to get any other, uh, you know, sometimes you get kind of too much uh, fat ratio. Sure, yeah. So we do a little trimming on it and then we do a, uh, we marinate them for at least 48 hours. Okay. And I'm not going to tell you everything that's no, in it, but there's, uh, you know, some salt and a little sugar, but the... But the cool ingredient is we actually use Coca-Cola in it. Ah, okay. Yeah. So uh, whatever the heck is in Coca-Cola that Rick's takes the uh, yeah that yeah. takes you know rust off your car and can yeah. dissolve a battery. Yeah. Um, also really uh, breaks down the meat a little bit. Yeah. Um, 
Because that's a that is a hard working muscle on sure yeah, right? Absolutely. That's why that cook time is so long. When guys yeah. talk about brisket, well, why does it take so long? Because that muscle is so tough, so big, it carries so much weight on the animal. Yeah, it does a ton of work. So, but the <laughs> so the coke actually not only does it give it a really cool flavor profile, but yeah. it almost makes like this candy candy crust on the outside yeah, yeah. so that okay. when we get our smoke going onto yeah. it too the bark that we get is just sticks to it oh it's so good nice and uh also we use coke in the duck wings as okay. well when yeah. we when we sous vide them okay. they're an eight hour sous vide yeah. and uh because you got to think like chicken wings anybody can do chicken wings and i've had some smoke wings that were you know okay yeah i've never had anywhere i was like holy cow i gotta i have to put that on the menu that has never happened for me with chicken wings Right. Usually, uh, sometimes I'll, I'll, the dip will be really good. Like, oh, that dip is yeah. really good. Yeah. But never, because, you know, and they're everywhere, right? There's wing nights everywhere. Yeah. You want really good wings? Come to Bell and try the duck wings. You know, that's another one. We sous vide them for eight hours. And same thing. We add a little bit of Coke and orange yeah. juice to the brine along nice. with other ingredients. And whatever the heck is in Coca-Cola uh, really breaks down all those tough tendons and muscles yeah. that are in the wing. You know, it's the drumette. So you got to think a chicken in its lifetime flies like, I don't know. 10 meters yeah, <laughs> a duck, duck, duck in its lifetime will fly you know 10,000 1000 I don't even know a, a lot further than 10 meters yeah, so absolutely. those muscles are work tough and hard. Yeah. they work a lot harder but you never know when you taste yes. our when you taste our wings they fall right off the bone they're absolutely delicious awesome I'll have to get back and uh, give those a try yes you must I, you'll, I, you'll I, never have a chicken wing again you'll yeah. be like, but you can get chicken wings anywhere yeah, you, know? exactly. you want something, something different come yeah, to Bell different. try the duck so I noticed you guys, and I've seen it pop up a little fair bit recently, the meal share program. Yeah. You guys are a part of that. Tell me a little bit about that. It's uh, Oh, I, that's more of our, our marketing uh, sure. department's question than it is a okay. chef question. But uh, right from the beginning, all four of the restaurants that are in our company, which is uh, Añejo, um, Blanco, Tex-Mex, and the Living Room, we're, we all participate in the meal right. share program. That's and it's just, if, uh, we're just trying to put an effort into giving something back to the community. Yeah, yeah. You know, the community is what is what feeds our business, right? Like. The, the most important person in the building is always the customer. Well, it's always the customer. We want to make sure, you know, that everyone walks out of here thrilled, you know, with, with their experience, with their dining experience, with the money that they spent, mm-hmm. you know, and, and can't wait to come back and to tell other people about, hey, you know, go to this place. It's, it's great. Yeah. But knowing that, you know, if there's anywhere where we can give back, mm-hmm. and, it, and honestly, the meal share program, it's not like it's a difficult program. Yeah. It's not like it's something that really puts a ton of work on the business. No. Once we set it up, it yeah. kind of runs itself. Yeah, so the, the concept there is that you've got certain menu items. Yes. And when somebody buys and when one somebody of those, orders one of those items, a certain percentage of the profit gets goes filled to, it goes right back into the meal share. Providing meals for people in need, correct? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I've been seeing it pop up a lot. Uh, yeah, it's, it never used to be a thing, but it's yeah. starting to get some traction. Oh, you know, great, it's uh, almost like uh, it always takes time for things to, to happen, yeah. especially in the restaurant industry, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, we've been, uh, I've been talking about composting and, you know, <laughs> what we do with our trash right. for 20 years. And it finally, t- it, what it takes so, is it took legislation and it took the government to get involved for, to get an entire industry to change. Yeah. You know, in, in BC, when they started the Ocean Watch pro- programs, you know, 20 years yeah. ago, the first thing that they did to get some traction with it was they went out and they talked to a whole bunch of chefs yeah. and got all of these big restaurateurs on board and then everybody else followed suit, yeah. right? And they educated their customers too, right? They explained to people, well, why am I paying $4 more now for, you know, Atlantic Cod than we yeah. used to? Well, because this is why, you know, or why, you know, or whatever it happened to be. Yeah. That was a, that was a terrible example. Not about the cod. Yeah. Talking about the Pacific, but that's okay. <laughs> you get the gist. I absolutely. 
Uh, tell me what you're thinking about what's happening with the barbecue scene here in Calgary and Alberta in general. You know, it's it's growing. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, it's all, it's going to become more and more competitive. And I think that the the thing with barbecue and why it's taking off and why it's doing so well and it'll continue to do well is that there is a excellent value there for not only businesses but for customers. Right. right? Um, albeit. <laughs> You know, I think brisket has went from around you know six eighty a kilo to ten dollars a kilo in the last seven months yeah. just because of you know because everyone's looking at it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 uh, but it's it's not just the value. It's 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 fun. You know, it's a, it's a fun way to cook. It's yeah. a fun way to eat. You know, it's it's meant for sharing. It's it meant is, for family. Like family even if you look at our our little private room here that yeah. you and I are sitting in, like. We're at this long table, and there's probably ten different types of chairs. Sure, it's just all mixed, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and but that's part of our philosophy, right? Like when you when you come here, when you when you're thinking about barbecue, we want it to feel like, hey, you know, oh, we're having dinner. Oh, wait, now John and Susan showed up. Okay, well, let's you know, grab a couple more chairs for them. Grab. That's exactly what it is. This yeah. is about family, and it's yeah. about that that feeling of feeling comfortable and being at home, and like that's what really good food. That that's how it should make you feel. Absolutely. Right, yeah. and 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 barbecue just does that, yeah. right? Just the smell. Yeah. Everybody grew up eating barbecue. Sure. I don't know. I've never been to someone's house that didn't have some kind of a barbecue in their backyard. Yeah. Actually, one of the one of the uh, big stores. I don't want to prop them up, but one of the giant stores down in West Hills, close to where I live, they actually sold a record amount of smokers, not only for Western Canada but for North America. Like, wow. well, that's because that's where I buy some of the 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 smaller pellets for our yeah. little Traeger there, yeah. and. Uh, <laughs> and I was going, why can't I, why are you guys always out of these, yeah, you yeah. know? And one of the salesmen was like, actually, because we set the record for, look at the sales. Yeah. Crazy. I was like, holy cow, you know, like, you talk about a trend in food, you talk about something, and if everybody at home is buying smokers, yeah, you know, there's, there's, if that isn't an indicator, I don't know yeah, what it is. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. But if they don't have time to sit there for eight hours, then, then they can just come here, down right? here. Yeah. Exactly. Anything, before we wrap it up, anything up uh, coming down the line pipe for a bell that you want to... Oh, we're going to be we're gonna be updating our menu here um, in early September. Kind of right. just, you know, they, we're only, like the business is still young. We're only seven months old. You know, yeah. we're, we're a baby, but we're, yeah. but we're doing incredibly well from Excellent. month to month to month. And the, the feedback from our customers and uh, our staff and our partners in the industry, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's just been getting better and better. So, like, as far as new things, we're going to make a few, couple tweaks and changes. And the stuff that we're having a lot of success with, we're going to put even more work into making it better. Awesome. Right? And, um, you know, making sure that... I don't, think, I don't think anybody walks out of here thinking, I didn't get my money's worth. Yeah. I don't think anybody ever walks out of here being like, well, I didn't, I, that yeah. wasn't money well spent. They all walk out of here going, holy cow, you know, when are we coming back? Yeah. Oh, that's when are we going to come back, you know? Yeah. But um, I don't know, you can always check out our Instagram and our Twitter, sure. or all of our social media stuff. We've always got all of our events. Um, that are happening going up on there. Yeah. Um, do you have? Do you? That was going to be my next. And where do we find you online on social media? We're uh, bellbarbecue.com. All right. And uh, or you can look for uh, what's our other tagline? Making making barbecue beautiful. Oh, nice. <laughs> Making beautiful barbecue. Yeah, and I'll, I'll put the links to all the social media in the, in the show notes here. So. Fantastic, yeah. Uh, Chef Aaron, thank you. I really appreciate it, folks. Uh, if you're in the Calgary area, get on down to Bell. They're part of the Alberta Barbecue Trail for 2018. And uh, hope you enjoy it and let me know what you think. 
Well, folks, that's another episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you've liked what you've heard, share it with your friends. Subscribe, rate, and review uh, your feedback. Uh, I would love to hear comments. Any feedback you have, good, bad, or indifferent. You can message me with your comments on Twitter at Eat More Barbecue, on Facebook and Instagram at Eat underscore More underscore Barbecue, or email me at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. While you're uh, online, check out the Alberta Barbecue Trail, www.albertabbqtrail.ca. Stay tuned for uh, information on some upcoming promotions and giveaways. Next week's episode of the podcast features a conversation with Ross Mickelson from Barbecues Galore. Of course, if you're in the Calgary area and are into outdoor cooking at all, you are probably familiar with Barbecues Galore. Check it out next week. Uh, another uh, thank you to my friend Alan Horbin for providing the music on the Eat More Barbecue podcast. Till next time, folks, keep on smoking. This has been a production of www.eatmorebarbecue.ca.